meditation, <clears throat> I think you're more well equipped to talk about it because my meditation practice has been on and off and on and off so many different ways. But whenever I feel like my meditation and you maybe you would agree to this. When my meditation game is like at the at the highest at the most chiseled the most like natural is when my breath work practice is also like doing pretty good when i have good breath it, it's way easier to meditate mm -hmm. that's for me and the deepest i've ever gone into a, a meditation um i remember being in a room with white just white light in every direction and it felt extremely replenishing and rejuvenating to be in that place like in your head mm -hmm. like i was in my living room but mm -hmm. i was in another room yeah and in that room was another room <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the 2001 space odyssey no i haven't watched that does it relate to this kind of <laughs> oh wait like, no wait i think i know what you're talking about because you know i've seen the do you know the obelisk I think I've seen the scene that you're talking about. There's a few. The very end of the movie. Don't is, spoil it. <laughs> it's like it's so abstract. You don't even know what's going on. Wow. But like um, basically there's like this dude living in some weird mansion or something. And he's like in these different rooms. He got like transported there after like some aliens or took him there. Some shit through some obelisk. Oh shit. What's an obelisk? It's like some giant... I think an obelisk in like the definition is loosely like some giant object that you don't necessarily like know what it is. And it's like maybe in the middle of nowhere, like the desert or something. Like in this case, it was this okay. giant stainless steel rectangle thing. That You know what? They they found some of those. Remember when they were yeah, finding yeah. them? That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, they were just appearing like randomly in all these yeah, different they, areas. Yeah. Um, so that was from the movie and like at the very end of the movie like there's he this dude is in one room and he's like eating and he like looks over and then the, you suddenly see like there's someone else in the room with him you're like oh shit and then it's like him like 20 years older and then like the perspective shifts so then it's like that's the main character and then he looks over and sees himself in the future again in like some other room so like the time is advancing like hella fast but he's just like within these few rooms in this mansion looking place and then finally he looks over and instead of seeing like if like when he's on his deathbed, like he's literally like, yeah, but he like looks over and instead of seeing like the final version of him, he sees the obelisk, which is from like one of the early scenes in the movie and like appears throughout the movie. Mm. It's like a sign of when there's like some giant shift in the movie, basically mm. like some huge advancement in civilization. The obelisk appears because mm. like the aliens are like, they send the sign or whatever. Yeah. That's the shift. That's the. Dude, dude, we should have a fuck. <coughs> excuse me. We should have a fucking. We should talk about all the alien shit going on right now. Oh yeah. Did you see the newest video that just came out like seven days ago? No. Of in Mexico. And you know how like every time someone records a fucking alien, it's always the blurriest shit you've ever seen in your fucking life. Mm -hmm. This one is clear as fuck. Like they have a Samsung, like the ones that could fucking actually record really well in HD. Mm -hmm. They have a Samsung. And dog, do you know how biblical angels are described? Kind of. Biblical angels are described to be like wheels on top of wheels on top of wheels. It's like a bunch of wheels around each other. And it's circular and they're spinning. 
and then there's an eye in the middle. That's how angels are described in the Bible. So they're not like people with big wings and stuff like that. Those are actually fallen angels. Fallen angels fallen angels are described to look like humans with giant with giant uh stature and massive wings. Those are fallen. The ones that are of like the light kingdom, God's kingdom are said to be like just wheels with one massive eye in the middle, which is interesting because when you do DMT, you just see a bunch of fucking eyes around you. Usually, but some people see like machine elves, some people see like beings, some people see different shit, but it's on psychedelics. It's really interesting when you see fucking eyes looking at you. It's mm -hmm. insane. Do we got to do an episode on psychedelics? Oh, 100%. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Aliens and psychedelics. That'd be tight. Microdose. <laughs> take talk about psychedelics huh microdose yeah. and talk about microdosing while microdosing yeah um but yeah anyways like let me let me see what were you talking about oh yeah meditating so yeah that's that's like the i don't want to say the best i've ever meditated but kind of like was the best i've ever meditated that was just one instance it happened twice oh. that was i haven't had it happen since then though I, i'm not really that good with um, I don't want to say I'm not that good with like breath work or anything, but I do it when I need it and I remove it when I feel like I'm just like in a flow. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. That's the thing with meditation. Like I went two plus years. I did it like every single day, mm -hmm. at least once a day. And like in the last six months, I've like missed a few days. I would still do it. I still do it five or six times a week oh nice you know at least once a day yeah but um you kind of get better because like you know the whole point of meditation really is at least a big part of it is to build like the muscle in your brain essentially that keeps you focused on the present moment mm. and you're not distracted and you're not so, like your mind isn't somewhere else. Yeah. That's different from where you are physically and what's right in front of you. You know what, bro? I've realized, do you know what depersonalization is or derealization is? Kind of. It's when you're, what you described, it's the opposite of that. Oh. So you feel out of touch with reality. You don't oh. feel like you're, you're actually there. Yeah. Which is a very scary place to be. And if like anybody listening is like there, I used to be there and I, it all started off on one night when I took too much Molly and I kind of like tripped out. Um, and that started me, that started off a journey of me trying to get into my body again. I felt very separated from my body. And then that's what got me into hot yoga. That's what got me into being more mindful because in order to access that part of me again, I had to do so mindfully and intentionally. Mm -hmm. I had to make that journey back to the to myself using yoga, using meditation, using uh, chakra healing, using all these things that if it weren't for me being casted out of my own body, I probably would have maybe dabbled with, but probably not until like further down the line. Mm -hmm. All that when I got casted out, walking back in was a conscious, mindful choice every step of the way. Mm. Um. So that's, I like how you describe meditation because that I think is a very accurate portrayal of like 
what you're working. Yeah. You're exercising this muscle in a vacuum, essentially, which is mm. you sitting there with your eyes closed and it's all darkness around you. But in that instance, you're sitting there and there's no way you can stay focused on just usually what I do is uh, so this is like meditation 101. Sit there with your eyes closed. Your spine should be erect. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty difficult sometimes. Like it takes a lot of practice to sit with your legs crossed, sitting completely upright. So I usually sit with my back supported. Yeah. Because you want to keep your spine up and you don't want to keep slouching and you don't want to be moving around. You like want to be still. Mm. Um, legs ideally crossed. You can have them out straight. I think still it'll be fine. Um, but basically the main act of meditation is you're sitting there. You can, like you should center your focus on something. So a lot of people center it on their some people center on their breath that is kind of different because then you're focused on your breath and that is like different than being still and melting into the stillness so like mm. focusing on your breath is good and usually i do that first to get into the flow so i'm just like focusing on the sensation of air going in to my nostrils and going into my lungs you know, like, what does that feel like in my body? You feel it through your nostrils, you feel it like through your throat or kind of like through in your lungs, obviously. And how does it feel like going back out through your throat and everything? So just focus on that sensation. Um, and then, it, you know, when you're doing that, you're taking mindful deep breaths, which yeah. has benefits in itself. So that's kind of breath work in its own right. So you're just taking like deep breath after deep breath. But at some point, you kind of want to stop focusing on your breath. Yeah. So then you're just taking like normal breaths, essentially. <clears throat> and you like kind of sink into the darkness. So I also tend to just kind of look at like the blackness behind my eyelids. And you still see like light fragments. So I kind of just like focus on that. And then usually at some point, your mind just starts when you're fucking on edible weed and on psychedelics, obviously. But like weed whatever you close your eyes and you just, like there's imagery going on like there's like what usually happens it's not necessarily in color unless it's a really strong drug but usually it's just like kind of blackness and these light fragments that make these shapes and kind of like billow out and just kind of like mm. they just do this thing so i just let my mind relax and just like let... sacred geometry is it making geometrical patterns or is it making memories it's like screensaver type shit like mm. just stuff that just goes into one thing and turns into something else okay and like moves around oh i get what you're saying yeah yeah so you just kind of like let this thing happen in front of you okay so you're like oh is sometimes you can think to like oh is that a face or was that a star or something <laughs> but then it instantly morphs and you just like want to let it morph yeah so that's, that's what i do and i'm just like whoa and just sitting back like really just kind of <coughs> deep, like, just focusing on that essentially yeah and then your mind will definitely drift, especially at first. Like when you first start, like just meditating in your life, but also in every session, um, it's harder to get into the flow, but it gets easier to drop into it. Mm -hmm. And then you can drop into it longer. But essentially, so you're in like that state of pure presence. And then your mind will just come up with something like, so, you know, maybe I, it could be external if you hear a sound. 
it could be just your brain just you know if I can I have to turn in a homework assignment what am I going to eat for lunch this one thing like these things just pop in your brain mm -hmm. over and over again throughout your whole life you know like I think humans think like 20,000 thoughts a day so it's just constant like new shit like this yeah. new thing new thing new thing but then you realize that that's happening when you're meditating and then you bring yourself back and then that's like the bicep curl that's like mm -hmm. the work when you yeah. bring yourself back so like master meditators still get sidetracked but they just like bring themselves back and stay there longer and yeah. are just able to like instantly recognize when a thought happens and instantly make it dissipate and it gets easier over time you're just like no you just discard it like mm. some people are like you just watch the thought pass by other people say you just let it go down the river like you take the thought you can examine it for a second and acknowledge its presence and then toss it back into mm -hmm. the lake or whatever you know yeah just let it go back into the sea of thoughts and like your thoughts are over there but they serve you no purpose when you're meditating and trying to be present so you just discard it like nope yeah I think a really important thing to acknowledge right there too is that <clears throat> whether the thought is of the good or the bad, it's neither. Like you don't, you don't, if you're not your thoughts, having a good or a bad thought doesn't make you a good or a bad person. A thought just comes in and it just, that's it. It's just a thought. Yeah. Because some people, we were talking about this in Utah. Um, <clears throat> my friend was saying that ever since he had taken mushrooms, he gets like these thoughts in his head where he, he's on he's on the mic a lot like at utah jazz games he's like the person in the arena that's like all right jazz fans like da -da -da. like you know you me, yeah, it's, yeah it's insane it was so fun seeing him at in his like element we were at the Did game you get free tickets yeah yeah we, we were like right there bro oh, yeah. it was sick. That's sick we had taken edibles and drank a bunch of beers so we were like crossed yeah, we were just at the game, like fuck yeah, it was, yeah. It was super fun, bro. Fun. <laughs> it was hella fun, bro. I got really fucking high. I was like, fuck, dude. But it was fun. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. And then um, he was saying that like ever since he he took mushrooms, he says that he has a thought or he has the recognition that he has a thought in his head that comes up more often. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, what if I just yelled some fucking racist shit or yeah. something like into the mic or yelled like you know like anything anything into the mic yeah and then he's like no i can't do that and then he doesn't do it yeah but he said that ever since he had taken mushrooms that comes up more often and i'm like yep uh i told him like i told him dude what did i say Oh, yeah, I remember. I was like, that doesn't make you... A lot of times, people, when they start having those thoughts, they start if they start identifying with them or start giving them any sort of entertainment, those thoughts will latch on a little more. They'll get a little bit more Velcro on them, mm. and they'll stick around for longer. And then you start thinking that, oh, my God, on my thoughts. Oh, my God, I'm a bad person. It's like, no. Everybody, and I don't know... I, don't, I remember one of my friends like, I know everybody has had this thought at least once when you're holding a baby. And then all of us started laughing immediately. We're like, we already fucking know where you're going with this. And like, it doesn't make you a good or bad person. It just makes you a human that has 20,000 fucking thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. And I and applying that same muscle, I mean like, 
it, what happened in real in actual reality is that you were at the jazz game and you said awesome shit on the mic. What happened is that you held the baby and you fucking laughed and you smiled and you tickled its little cheek and shit. Mm -hmm. What happened is that you sat still, you didn't move, you didn't scream. Yeah. That's what actually happened. Thoughts a lot of times I feel like aren't even I feel like they're I don't know if they're living, but I think they have their own like ethereal plane that they live on and they use us as conduits to come into physical reality. Mm -hmm. Like this microphone was once a thought in someone's brain. Yeah, I know. And then it became crystallized. Yeah. A candle, a fucking everything. Everything in here. Yeah. Literally like, was a thought. It was literally like somebody came up with it and then like drew it on paper. Mm-hmm. And then figured out how to like mold it into like a real thing. Yeah. Like what materials to use. And what, who they needed to talk to. It's like, oh, shape and, yeah. and you know what? Um, Michael Jackson said this one time was like, at like three or four in the morning, he had like this, this, <laughs> he had this song come to him and he, he called his manager up instantly. And he's like, we have to get to the studio right now. And his manager was like, no, like it's four in the fucking morning. Like wait until the morning. And he said, if we wait until the morning, Prince is already going to have the song recorded and out. And because Michael Jackson was basically saying that, no, this thought found me. And if we don't record it, this thought is going to find somebody else. Yeah. And it's going to be crystallized through this other conduit. Yeah. The thought doesn't even really care if it uses you or not. Yeah. But if you are lucky enough to receive a good, an intuitive down, intuitively downloaded message, um, bring it fucking out bro if it feels like you should do it like yeah you know yeah i think deciphering between intuition and when it's just garbage is a muscle in itself as well you get what i'm saying yeah for sure you know do you have any way of like kind of deciphering between the two of those hmm. i mean yeah like I don't know if um, I've never really thought about using meditation as a way to strengthen my intuition. Um, How you meditate is very unique. You think so? I think, well, that's like the main mindfulness meditation. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard like, it's not unique in the sense of like you created something different, but like how you authentically use your own way to navigate meditation i think is very unique in itself interesting yeah yeah well the whole purpose of that is like um you know you do that in the vacuum of the quietness mm -hmm. which in and of itself is really nice like it's nice to just be like oh i have like you know mm. we're always go 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 being just fucking sitting there and just be like ah <sighs> finally i could just fucking chill because even if you're on your phone or something like your mind's still racing about it's shit like be, it's being stimulated yeah if you're on social media you're like constantly like comparing yourself to others and be like wow they're so much better than me i need to get my game up or something mm -hmm. but if it's just you it's like just chilling and um so then the purpose of doing that is when you're in your real life you're not distracted by things and these you're able to live your life as presently as possible without distractions getting in the way, you know, either from your thoughts or like if somebody cuts you off, like, you know, or if anything bad happens to you, like if something throws you off from your baseline, yeah. if something sad happens or something angers you or something, 
you're able to like take that um you know like for like a grain of salt yeah like it doesn't affect you as much Mm -hmm. it and then so it doesn't throw you off your baseline as much and through meditation your baseline just gets more and more chilled out yeah so it doesn't throw you off your baseline as much and when it does you get back to your baseline quicker yeah so like after a breakup or something like you know somebody could be like moaning and groaning for like two weeks and doesn't get out of bed versus like if you're able to like kind of pick yourself up after like a few days like you save yourself so much time and stuff 100 percent, and like save yourself because i realized this at one point a few years ago like something things happen in your life and your brain deems them to be bad or good like things just happen in the natural world you know Mm -hmm. You get struck by lightning and you get fucked up. And like, yeah, I guess that's a bad thing that happened to you, but that's just something that happens and you were in the wrong time <laughs> in the wrong place. I know? think you get money for that. I don't know if you do, but maybe. <laughs> you, the, you hit the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, as you're getting shocked, you're like, nah, then, oh, I'm rich. Then, yeah, all the homeless people would be out there with their fucking... With their fucking umbrellas. Yeah, yeah their no, their uh, kites. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of Edisons out there. Just like, yeah. Was it Edison? Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, was it Edison? But I think that was a myth or something. But yeah. I don't know. But, uh, Dude, I feel like a lot of the shit we get told about all of our fucking historical figures yeah. are mostly well, myths. A, a human in the last couple hundred years or so decided what was history and what was myth. The Okay. The Rothless, Rothless, the Rothschilds um, bought up the education education system in the 20s 1920s the textbooks that we read off of are not this is what happened this is what is historically no the textbooks that we read from are filtered through whether or not they want us to be educated on the things that we're reading so it isn't just like we're getting just information no you're getting distilled yeah information yeah in a way that they want you to be like Use this, read this, but we're going to set your parameters to here and here as to how much you can know about these topics. And if you don't even include other topics, there's no there's no way to break out of the mold that you're told to, to be. Mm-hmm. So if you start even wanting to, I don't know if you've read 1984. Yeah, it's right over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So um, in that book, one of the characters is like omitting words from the dictionary oh yeah because they don't even want people to know a word that means freedom that means revolution yeah that means anything that's going to get them out of the way if they think already yeah so if you omit those tools there's no way to break out of the bars are set yeah the the bars are now solidified yeah because you don't even have the vocabulary to talk about the ideas that would break you out right you know yeah you leave out information and you leave out this like space for nuance yes yeah yeah and that's like terrifying i wanted to do a whole episode on history oh that'd be tight like just thinking about history like what the fuck like yeah you know dude the pyramids like what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck we should definitely talk about it sometime oh 100 the moon landing i don't think it happened yeah because why okay if we went to the moon why wouldn't we have gone back with the technology that we have now 50 years and we haven't gone back yeah the u.s is all about ex like i was gonna say exploitation but 
honestly kind of yeah. if we went there wouldn't wouldn't it already be something that like you can ride a shuttle to the moon and go around it two times with your family now for the low cost of ten thousand dollars per person five dollars minimum da -da -da -da, and people would be banking off of it yeah probably but, before we die i bet that'll be the case Hope, hopefully i would like to do that i think so i don't think we did though so that's why i don't think we have gone back yeah. but i don't know well, that's that's my opinion yeah if you want to see a episode of us <laughs> talking about how crazy history is drop a comment and a little bit of conspiracy sprinkled in there yeah i love conspiracy shit bro what if we do like a episode that's like conspiracy and history or something i'll be tight i'll be down or maybe just see how far that takes us dude it, there's there's podcasts that are completely dedicated toward that. Yeah. Their entire agenda is literally just that. Yeah. You know, we bounce around, we go to different areas, but I think the overall theme is like exercising your like individuality, how to optimize you. And I think that goes hand in hand, like mm -hmm. thinking outside of what we're, how we're told to think about things, Yeah. I think is only going to strengthen the, the individuality of yourself. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, so I think I'd, I'd be down for it. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, back to meditation. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that week. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so basically, so it gives you the ability to take yourself from distracted mind state to being focused on the present moment. And I would say that's the number one thing you could do for your happiness. Because like it, it also gives you the ability to be grateful more. It gives you the ability to like, take yourself out of like a sad moody state more you're able to like snap yourself out of it be like you know another thing that's you could be like objective about it yeah and um in so many different ways it changes your perspective like it just gives you a crazy bird's eye view you yeah, know like because literally you know if you think about it on earth if you zoom in to the small literally a cell literally an atom you can but like if you just keep zooming in, if you look at like one quarter size space on anywhere in a room or anywhere on a leaf, yeah, there's infinite complexity. Even your freaking your hands and your fingerprints and shit, crazy infinite complexity. All you, you can stare at it forever. And then if you zoom all the way out, you know, there's like space and the cosmos mm. and the galaxy and all this shit, you know? So you can just like keep zooming out. So there's just like infinite complexity at every twist and turn and if you close your eyes you know once you get good at meditating you have access to the cosmos inside your brain that's the same mm -hmm. thing from psychedelics that you realize you have that access within your brain yeah meditation gets you there it takes a lot longer you got to meditate way more but it's a good habit to have you know so it is like a good like yeah. foundational practice for your life as I'll, opposed to like popping a shroom every once in a while i would say a lot more sustainable for sure yeah and then two you can you can apply that to other facets of your life like you were saying yeah i i tell people i'm like when i get really good at doing my breath work and my meditation and my yoga and all that everything around me starts becoming an an extension of that type of energy that i have in my life yeah it becomes just another place to practice what i practice on my on my own <clears throat> now i can practice it in conversation now i can practice it when i'm like teaching a class now i can practice it just whenever 
-hmm. whatever it is. It's the same muscle just being extended out and used in different areas of your life. Yeah, for sure. You know? And the benefit of that is like when you're present, um, even uh well, okay, let me wrap this up. So like when you're present, I think that's when you feel the best about life. And dare I say that's when you're at your happiest. Mm. That's the only way you can like be the happiest. It's like because think of like peak human experiences are attained when you're fully lost in the moment. Like when you're gazing into your lover's mm. eyes, when you're like seeing the fucking um, you know, the Milky Way like shooting stars above you, or, like when you're at some fucking rave or a festival and you're just totally in that energy, like when right. you're fully immersed in that. Mm-hmm. When you're in that flow state, I think that's when you feel best about being alive. Or like when you're surfing and about to catch a wave, like it takes so much effort to fucking catch a wave. Like it really takes a hundred percent of your mental capacity, and you're totally in it. Because like even yoga, like oh, there's some babe over there, <laughs> or even like running, like oh, there's cars, and like uh-huh. I gotta like watch where I'm going and shit. Yeah. But there's a few things that you get a hundred percent lost in. Yeah. basketball is one of those things i think physical activities physical sports like that yeah are extremely meditative yeah you hear all these like (coughs) excuse me you hear all these like world-renowned athletes talk about how did you feel when you hit that dinger and how did you feel when you threw that fucking touchdown how did you feel like like i like or what 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 were you thinking in that moment and they always say the same thing. I was not thinking. Yeah. It was just happening. I was yeah. in a flow. Yeah. That sure. is the fucking odd. Like, yeah. dude, when you're in that state, like when I used to ball all the fucking time, like out of control, I was like, dude, I would, you'd get lost in it. Your body yeah. just starts dancing with like the universe. Yeah. You're in a flow. Yeah. You're not thinking. And it's just happening. Yeah. That's the one of the best states you can be in by yeah. far so refreshing yeah like you feel like refreshed after yes it like takes you away from all your crap and yeah like literally you know i forgot about that yeah like literally your fears disappear your anxieties disappear like yeah you know because a lot of stuff i think you realize this from mindfulness like most of damn near like you know besides like people that you know dying which like can really throw you off because like it's just something about like the human brain is just in any life i feel like it's just like really hard to process death when it actually happens like right Mm. in front of you you're just like dude well when it happens in front of you that's that's scarring for sure like when you see someone die yeah i meant just like if your parent dies like okay just like dude honestly bro i'm not like just saying this just because but when one of my closest friends died over covid over the pandemic him and I were Wim Hofing every day, every morning, um, for like six months straight. And we'd Wim Hof, then we would like FaceTime. Wait, that's or, another type of breath work, right? Yeah, Wim Hof is uh, one part inhale, one part exhale. So it's like belly and chest at the same time. And you just keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Then you... Is it always through the mouth? Always. This is what I was going to say earlier. Sorry to... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. But there's no way I'm gonna remember this. No, it's fine. It's fine. But I was gonna say earlier, there's a big difference between mouth breathing and nasal breathing. Mm-hmm. So, like, one huge concept of breathwork, which is why I'm surprised, like, these different practices use your mouth, which I guess makes sense in some cases. But I would say, 
if you're breathing throughout the rest of your life, it should always be through your nose mm -hmm. in every situation. 1000%. Even like endurance sports, like you gotta, like it takes practice and you gotta like really fucking close your mouth. But once you like break the habit of breathing through your mouth, even when you're running or something, you're, when you breathe through your nose, you get like, it's slightly slower, but you get it way more volume of air. Mm. And then like it's purified through your nose and stuff. And, yeah. Like humidified. Have you read Breath? Yeah. Okay. In that book, they, they talk about that all the time. But at the very end, he talks about Wim Hof. Mm, yeah. But I haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah. I mean, and I read, like, like half of it. Yeah. Same exact like, thing. Kind of boring. It's it, like, uh, like when he was crawling under the fucking French, like, tunnels oh, or whatever yeah. the fuck i'm like where am i yeah, what am yeah. i doing but I, I should probably get back to it because when he talks about wim hof he's like he talks about it in in the sense like but there's exceptions and i think those types of breath works are the exception like shamanic breathing wim hof breathing yeah um i for some reason the body the body just reacts really well to it but i think it's only when you're intentionally getting breath deep in here you're flushing it out with the yeah and then like powerful powerful yeah. i think it's uh when you're breathing through your mouth like that and you're really like pushing it all out i think like your co2 levels and your breath blood start increasing uh -huh. so then you start like tripping out because of that yeah and i think it gets you to like the trippy state yeah i think so too bro i think so too like Dude, you get tripped out. The first yeah. time I did it, bro, like it was insane. Yeah, but I think it's kind of similar to like in yoga when you do poses that like you bind yourself up, you constrict the blood flow. So then when you open up again, then the blood rushes back and increases mm. your flow. Yeah. So you do this breath, breath work, and you start feeling numb. But then when it's over, then it's like it all starts like rushing back into your system. And stuff. Yeah, it feels good at that point on. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, what was I saying? I forgot. Yeah, so I just breathe through your nose, and then you're talking about your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we did Wim Hof, and we did, um, we would talk about, like, spirituality. I remember in the beginning, too, like, when I was just getting into, like, spirituality and stuff, discovering my own, him and I would bounce ideas off each other a lot. And he would say, I remember he would say, he's like, when did you get this wise? And I was like, dude, I just feel like I'm discovering so much so quickly but at the same time it feels like i'm rediscovering like at one point i knew this shit and like i'm just rediscovering it in a different way mm -hmm. and we would chop it up and then after we like wim hof chop it up it was pandemic we didn't have fucking anything to do he's like i'm like what are you about to do he's like nothing i'm like it's like what are you about to do i'm like nothing it would be like warzone or like fuck yeah so we play call of duty for fucking hours after that but where i was getting to is that he passed away during october of 2020 yeah october 2020 i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. and um i handled it very differently than i've ever handled death in my life before then and i don't know if it's part of me kind of feeling like it isn't the end or that he's in a better place or even a friend recently kind of said like uh he because me and my friends in Utah, we were talking about it. And um, one of my friends is like, I just feel like he got gypped. Like he got gypped in life. Like that kid was supposed to go so far. He was insanely talented and like a great salesman and a great businessman. Was making a ton of money in college. Wait, how was, did he die? He had uh, cancer. Oh. 
and that's actually an opinion. Happened, wait, so it happened pretty quick? Dude, he was, like, fine, and then he just wasn't. Like, that. Like, he was fine. He was getting better. And then I go away to a camping trip, and I come back, and I FaceTime him. He didn't pick up. A few days goes by. I FaceTime him again. He didn't pick up. And then I face. I got a call from one of his friends, a mutual friend of ours. And it was, like, a bunch of us on the call. And she's like, I just want to let you guys know, like, John John passed away. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, it didn't feel real. I was like, no. Like, he was just fine. You know? Yeah. Even talking about that actually is making me kind of emotional. But Yeah. Yeah. Cancer is a fucking bitch. Second. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but my friend, he was saying, he's like, I just feel like he got gypped. And then my other friend was like, no, if anything, like, I said, I'm like, he came here and he taught people lessons very quickly. Like, he was such a fucking loving, positive guy. Like, very, will just tell you how it is. He wouldn't fuck around. He would tell you as a good friend, yeah. hey, you're fucking up right now. And I don't want to see you keep fucking up. And he would give it to you straight. And you'd be like, yeah, I got to straighten up my act. And, um... I remember he got into like spirituality pretty early too. Like he was telling me about it and stuff. But where I'm getting to is basically like my friend saw it as him getting gypped. And I told him like he came here to do what he needed to do. And us questioning that is kind of like, what do we know, bro? Like, and then my other friend said, and also think about it in the way that he was suffering when he was alive because of his cancer. Now, more than likely, more likely than not, he's, he's okay. And a lot of us too have had instances whether on psychedelics whether dreaming whether in deep meditation where he comes in and he always says the same thing he's like don't worry about me i'm fine i'm okay i'm chilling like you don't have to worry about me on psychedelics in dreams and in meditation all three of those have had the same message all across the board um and then like all of us kind of collectively together, like just sat in silence and kind of thought about it. But I have a, that was a very different approach to death than I've ever had before. Before him, I, I would be wrecked. And, and I don't, I don't think either way is, is like good or bad. I just feel like when you, when you deepen your mindfulness practice, um, I just feel like you, it translates into everything. And I don't want to say mindfulness makes me not feel. I don't want it to sound that way, but because I still like cried a lot and I still like missed him and I still miss him, but it isn't like an unhealthily, unhealthy way of me like clinging on. Like I, I'm glad that he's not suffering anymore. I still feel like he's with me. Um, so I think it's a little bit of mindfulness and also like faith in that he's doing better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Well, one thing I was going to say is like, I think meditation, mindfulness in general, meditation for sure, like goes hand in hand with coping with death because like, um, pretty sure like Zen Buddhist monks, um, basically before they start meditating in the morning, you know, they wake up kind of like lay there for a bit and they'd be like, oh, I like woke up again today. Like I'm alive again today. You know, I'm living to see another day. And then they spend like 10 to 20 minutes maybe like reflecting on death. Mm. And not just like, oh, fuck, death. Ah. But like 
just kind of acknowledging like I'm going to die. We're all going to die. Everyone I know is going to die. Yeah. Like at some point these things are going to become completely different. Like, um, and it just like through that you gain like so much strength and like power and, and like, like freedom. Yeah. And like yeah. you're able to like detach from the bullshit less. Mm -hmm. You're able to like really like attach to like the meaningful stuff more. Yeah. And like you're able to just like be more cognizant and like conscious of like what you know like makes you more grateful and stuff like it's in itself a practice of gratitude yeah. because you're like i'm grateful to be alive i'm mm -hmm. grateful like because you know i've had friends who have died too or like family members who have died or whatever but right you know and that passes of course like um you get over it like you accept it like i would say when it first happens meditation and mindfulness are helpful because they help you bring you back to your baseline faster mm -hmm. but even like the most practiced monks they you know when they like study their brains and stuff they show like when they hear like emotional news or something they have way huger spikes mm -hmm. like they have they feel happiness like crazy like a little baby kid like so much joy you know like the dalai lama is like insanely joyful but then they also will like plummet if they hear bad news like the dalai lama for example like is insanely empathetic and like if people go to him crying he starts like crying with them and stuff mm. but then like you're able to get to your baseline like way faster i feel like you don't spend time in an emotion that doesn't exist in that present moment and when that emotion is presently there you feel it you allow yourself yeah. to delve delve in yeah is that, what i'm hearing yeah that's how you cope with emotions better like when you really feel you, it yeah that's what people say trauma is is that it's an unprocessed emotion mm. that yeah. unprocessed emotion just got stuck and it's waiting for you to cry or to throw a tantrum or to like release or whatever the fuck it is yeah it's just wanting to be processed yeah yeah i think it's better to just like when you're dealing with loss or something to just stop what you're doing and just feel it yeah like don't try to ignore it and stuff. yeah a lot of people especially in our culture is like just head down fucking pile forward like yeah. you know just keep going and use yeah. that to fucking lift the car and whatever the fuck like but yeah to some capacity but at the same time i think long term for the sake of everybody especially yourself like letting yourself sit with those emotions like the dalai lama like that's a beautiful fucking story shows you that it won't mindfulness and meditation won't make you a joyful person it'll let you experience whatever emotion comes up as that emotion good or bad good or bad it'll just let you experience it and not have to judge it and just let yourself sit in that emotion yeah without any preconceived notions of what is good or bad it lets you just delve dive right in yeah for sure yeah like i'd say mindfulness it helps you like it gives you the ability to study the motion too mm -hmm. so one huge benefit of meditation is like if you feel an emotion or anger or something if you recognize like if somebody cuts you off and you get angry before yeah. you act out and do anything if you're able to recognize that this feeling of anger that is like filled your body if you're able to just be like oh this is anger and then you try to study this like in your body like where is this coming from where am I feeling this? Whatever. Like if you start analyzing it, it just disappears. Mm. You're just like, oh, this is a fleeting emotion. Yeah. And then, you know, you're able to like kind of shake it out 
do a quick deep breath like breathe out like shake it off and like just let it pass like yeah that that's something i heard from sam harris is like if you take an emotion and look at it and study it it disappears wow yeah which is facts like it helps like if you're really upset about something if you're just like where am i feeling this in my body like what is this how is this affecting me yeah because like like, it's uh, almost as if it just wants to be acknowledged yeah yeah like a huge benefit of meditation for sure and yoga is like the physical like embodiment Mm -hmm. of mindfulness because like we feel a lot of emotions in our body and stuff yeah and like a lot of our emotions come from our physical state like you can be grumpy if you're all tightened up and shit if you've just been sitting around all day like you know your blood's not flowing and you're fat and shit like you're for sure yeah when i see a homie yeah when i see a homie like just their shoulders are in their ears if i'm a really good homie with them i'll just be like can i do something to you and they're like yeah sure i'm like yeah yeah it's like when you're with friends and they're like some of them are kind of like physically awkward like i have some friends like they're just like don't know what to do with their body yeah like you're just chill like open up open yeah yeah. oh dude i think those people really need yoga Mm -hmm. they really need to be aware of what their body's doing yeah um because that's how i was pre-yoga is i didn't know what the fuck my body was doing yeah i had no concept of like where my body was in space Mm mm-hmm so it made me like just really unsure of what the fuck was going on in my body. Yeah. And then when I started doing yoga, it gave me a lot more autonomy over my body. Mm. Gave yeah. me the ability to know like I'm presently sitting in my body. Yeah. And I could just be here. Yeah. It gives you a heightened ability to like pinpoint what your body is experiencing. Because mm-hmm. that's one part of a yoga class sometimes is like the body scan yeah you know so you're able to oh fucking you know like i have a tiny bit of a headache my yeah. throat's a little scratchy mm-hmm. uh my breathing's a little tight my back hurts my nipples are chafed yeah you're like fuck yeah i worn this shirt yeah <laughs> so um i had a friend recently say that she unclenches her ass cheeks when she smokes weed interesting like she <laughs> she smokes and then realizes like oh i'm clenching up like and then she relaxes and it helps her relax deep yeah and that was a practice i used to do every sunday night for a long time i would smoke weed unclench your butt cheeks and i would just like get my bed and wherever i felt like i was tight i would consciously put my awareness into that body part yeah and like soften it then i would just go throughout my entire body yeah i would just keep softening and softening and softening and softening yeah yeah that's what they say from yoga is if you're feeling tight in a certain area, like breathe into it. Yeah. You know, like if you're in a weird posture, like if you're feeling tight, like that's where you should be focusing and try to loosen that up. And like, yeah. you know, a lot of times you do a certain stretch, or whatever, and your muscles are kind of tense or yeah. whatever, like gotta be like, all right, loosen the muscles. It, and usually when you loosen a muscle, it's as if a part of your mind gets also loosened mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like a certain thought st- like dissipates or maybe you dissipate the thought and then your muscles relax. Yeah. So it could go either way. It's a two-way street. Yeah, they're both connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if your body's loose, your mind is loose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, I mean, if you go to a yoga class and somebody cuts you off in traffic, it's not going to affect you nearly as much. <laughs> There's this one time, bro. You just remind me. I was on my way to go teach a, uh, a class. And someone honked at me. 
And I remember I was like on retention like for like a few weeks at that point. So I had a lot of like energy. Just, yeah, I just ugh, I just came. Someone honked at me. <laughs> like someone honked at me and I'm like, you know what? I got time today. I stepped out of my car and I was like, what? <laughs> Bro. But they were like one of those types of drivers that was like in your ass and just kept honking at me, kept honking at me, kept honking at me. And then I there was a car that was stuck in the middle of the intersection. Like it the it was like a a stop sign and a stop sign and then these sides didn't have stop signs yeah so it's like stop stop no stop so we we're just shooting through mm -hmm. there's one car from the stop sign side was pulling through and kind of got stuck and so i waited and i'm like i'm just gonna let them go through because they're like stuck right there and they were about to turn and i was letting them turn and the person behind me was just honking 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 and i looked and i'm like you know what i'm not doing this I'm not doing this because I want to fight or anything, but I'm doing this because I want them to know that that type of energy just does not fly in this world. There's no space for it. And I'm going to let them know by me physically just getting out of my car and looking at them. Like almost like you said, like looking at an emotion and it just dissipating. I got out of my car. I stepped out and I just looked at the person and it was like this angry, like, I don't want to say the fucking ethnicity because I don't want to be racist, but like- yeah. <laughs> just do okay there's this, like angry black lady bro and she's just like honking hella loud she's like around my age too probably like a little older like 30 31 mm -hmm. and she was just like she had like the 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 demon of anger just like controlling her body and like controlling her emotions and reactions and stuff and i just got out of my car and i was like what what and then she like looked at me and she's like and then i was like what are you like what are we doing and then she got angry again and she's like, and then she just went around me and like, she wasn't even supposed to go around. There's no lane there, but she just and took off. And then I got back in my car and then people around me were like, yo, like what the hell? And I was like, I don't want, when it feels authentic for me to, to step out and actually like stand up to that, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it from a place of like, I want to react back and start fighting or anything. Yeah. It cool. just felt like for me in that moment, um, I don't know. It felt like something, <laughs> felt like something kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to choose to do this and stand in my power to do this. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of just got to look like some people forget that we're all humans. Like yeah. if that was, if we were on a sidewalk walking and that person was behind you. They're not about to be like, hey, get the fuck out of my way, stupid motherfucker. Fuck you. Like, but it's just in these metal machines. Yeah. People forget that there's another them. person in there. Yeah. So mindfulness could definitely be applied. A hundred percent. And like with those type of people, like I hate them and they suck. But like, you know, if somebody is lashing out that way, they got some shit that's fucking up their brain. Like I already feel I'm fucking zend out as much as possible and i have my own shit i gotta not be angry and upset about on a daily basis but if somebody's like outwardly like expressing like crazy fucked up energy like that like they got some crazy dumb or like crazy bad shit going on to them and i wouldn't want to be them 100 percent. that's why i felt like i when i saw her i'm like she's under the possession of like some emotion and i think when it's a negative emotion it can be kind of you can you can say that this person's under a demonic spell or under like the possession of like some other something else it's not that person you could see it in their eyes like it's yeah. it's physically not them 
And when she saw me, she like snapped out of it for a second. And then she went right back into it and just fucking drove around me. Yeah. Well, one thing I learned from a autobiography of a yogi is like, you know, they believe in karma and shit. Mm. And, um, you know, basically there's like the human earth physical realm and then there's like a light realm and then there's like some other realm. And then once you, that's like the whole cycle of karma. And then finally at some point you reach enlightenment and you get out of that cycle. You Mm. go to nirvana and shit you reach nirvana but so like um people on earth at any given time are at different uh like spiritual stages of their development essentially and so like you know if you're like an enlightened person then you've like you're farther along in your karmic journey Mm -hmm. and you're suffering less how i heard it said one time is that you're in high school or in college and that person's in second grade yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so like you know you could be on cycle 500 and they're on cycle 100 Mm -hmm. so like they're dealing with shit more they're trying to they're like struggling way more Mm -hmm. they got way more suffering because of that struggle like they're really trying to like they're in a battle like their soul is like battling through that karma right now Mm -hmm. versus like we're past that and we're like just trying to chill and be about good energy but and some like, people like just lack that self-awareness because they're like not as far developed 100 percent. there is a uh you reminded me of this and i was going to say it earlier is that there's this girls um one of the girls in my classes in on mondays <coughs> um at the elementary school her dad is literally like one of the most angry oh yeah you mentioned fucking people yeah yeah i think i did in the episode at, at, oh yeah 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 right and he just was like lashing out bro yeah it's like that dude is like tells his problem i was like you don't even know me i don't know you yeah and you're instantly throwing this energy toward me yeah. and you're wrong you're like 245 245 i'm like no we get out at three yeah we get out at three and it's 255 like I got here early. Yeah. If anything, know what know what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't bring that fucked up energy around here. Yeah. Now I know why your fucking daughter does not like going home because you're an absolute asshole. Yeah. But her her his daughter is like the chillest, most positive person, and it either makes you or breaks you. And I think that kid is it's allowing. To, she's she's like without consciously thinking it, obviously, because she's a kid or maybe conscious. I think she has a good force field around that. She doesn't let that shit bother her. And then she told me, um, a few weeks after that happened, um, her dad over Thanksgiving break, yeah, over Thanksgiving, she was like, "You you want to know what happened to my dad?" I'm like, I'm "Like what happened to your dad?" And she's like, "He was at Thanksgiving and uh, he uh, he broke his leg," and I was like sounds about right like i didn't i didn't say it to her but like i thought it in my head i was like yeah man you can't go around stepping on other people like that because it's gonna come back around bro yeah it's crazy you can't shouldn't be like treating another human that way it's like some people are so they lack so much self-awareness and are just like so much caught in their shit like they start they just thoroughly like in their heart of hearts like they've internalized that the universe revolves around them and they don't even like consider for a second that it doesn't 
and they're like dope like dude when people say like uh main character energy or whatever bro i just roll my eyes so hard like okay narcissism like <laughs> you know we're all humans like we're all you know obviously like i experience the world through my eyes for all I know, I could be the only living human and everybody else Whoa. is like a sin. You know what I mean? Dude, that'd be fucking crazy. You never thought about that before? No. Really? Dude, I know that there's some people in this world that that are NPCs. You know, they're not they're not actually players in that in that body. I I don't think there's I think there are some people in this world that aren't fucking they're soulless. They're just non players. They're they're a shell. They're they're walking around as a robot. They're yeah. I don't and that that's kind of on a conspiracy standpoint too. I think there's some people that aren't people. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's different layers to that. It could be like metaphorical or it could be, be like literal. Yes, it could be both. Cause like a real zombie isn't a brains. Like a real zombie is a fentanyl addict. <laughs> it could be yeah. Those people are zombed out for sure. Find them in downtown San Francisco. Downtown SF just fucking shooting up them, but also people that are just like in this like, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go to work, I sit down for yeah. eight, nine hours, yeah. I go home, I microwave food, yeah. I watch the TV, yeah. I go to sleep, I wake up, yeah. I do it again. Yeah. Those are zombies too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's... That, that's a, I would say that's a scarier zombie life to be in. Well, that's... A fentanyl one, I, I probably won't make it past like a year. Yeah. That one you'll stay in it for fucking twenty. I'm forty five until you retire. Yeah, <sighs> never could never be me, bro. Yeah, I don't understand why that's so common. And I think if you try easy. to if you try to like talk about your lifestyle values with those type of people, they get hella defensive and fucking shit all over you. Well, they get defensive because they crazy. they get this defensive because they know they know deep down yeah. that they want to be like that, but. It's just, it's easier. It's so much easier to sell out your own happiness for stability. For like, okay, I know I'm going to make this amount of year. I sell my fucking soul to them for this amount of time every day mm -hmm. for this amount of days. But in return, they're going to give me money and I'll have a, I'll, I'll, I'll have it figured out. And I'll have material objects. And I'll have material objects and da, 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 that type of shit. But really on they're just afraid to step out and try to figure shit out on their own or yeah. try to, you know, do something meaningful. It's a, in a way, it's people are running from themselves by going along with the societal path. Yeah. Like they don't want to, because like COVID was crazy because everything was shut down and people like really thought about like what, I've changed a lot because of COVID. Like it gave me the opportunity to like take a step back and assess like, what i've been doing and where i'm going yeah and be like is this really what i want to do no yeah. like let me change course right now yeah that, um, that's a but that's... like most people like never get that opportunity and they'll like never want to face that because they're like oh when i was a kid i wanted to be an astronaut at some point some other fucking loser adult told me that wasn't possible and i was like fuck it i don't care i'll just fucking be normal and get a job and you know like finish school as soon as possible because i'm not motivated and stuff mm -hmm. and i'm like not like all my passions people told me were dumb so i'll just do something that i'm like decent at that makes money yep and i live a middle class like uneventful life
uneventful. Dude, it's right, scary. Let me give you some. I'll fucking blow your mind with this one. Yeah. Thoreau said, "In most the, men." Yeah, yeah. I think this was in. This was before the Civil War. <coughs> Thoreau. Yeah. Our the That's population insane. of the world, let alone the U, the population of the U.S. was probably like, ten percent of what it was. You know, same for the world population. Like, you know, you're just like in the 1860s. Like most states are uninhabited. Like. Mm-hmm. all this shit like people just, just showed up to california yeah in the gold rush like he said most men are living <clears throat> most men are living lives of quiet desperation that shit mm-hmm. is like so true today bro like i look at everybody i went to college with they're all fucking dude i mean for some reason society is at a point now where people go to college they choose a major that they came up with when they were 17 <laughs> you know like yeah you just choose that shit how, out of your ass yeah how the f- i always say i'm like how the fuck do you expect 17 and 18 year olds to know what the fuck they want to do with their life i know if it were me now i would be doing like physics computer science engineering yeah like, that's what i, I would have done something to. i enjoyed because i'm not i don't even use it i did something completely different yeah so and a lot of my friends they went to school for something and they just did something else yeah that's what i did yeah and i would have done something that like i enjoyed in yeah. school you know exactly yeah. so but there's that and then you've got to pay like 50 60k a year oh my god i know and then you get in debt that gets ca- compounded and it doesn't get student loan debt is the only debt that doesn't go away even yeah. if you die yeah yeah <laughs> think about that bro yeah. even if you die your family they'll go after the family they're like yeah. hey, someone's got it's like dude you sold how much in thousands of dollars to an 18 year old yeah. They couldn't have it. They couldn't even buy a fucking drink, but you gave them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in loans. Yeah, you fucked up, motherfucker. Exactly, that are unforgiven and like uh, yeah, and no concept of like finances. You don't know how long it's gonna take to pay off. You don't. Know dude, I was just are, like, clicking a few buttons and it. Yeah, how do I go to the school? Yeah, I just clicked buttons and it was like congratu- congratulations. You got, you got um, what did it say? You got accepted for the loan, da, 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 the loan for X amount of money. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then now that I'm paying it, I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I pulled out how much? Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. But so, you were about to say like. Yeah. So. <coughs> yeah, there's that. And then after you graduate, you know, you got to get a job that like. Most pay. majors don't have jobs like and most jobs can come from like a few different types of majors like most people i know went into sales marketing finance law Mm. or you know computer science tech stuff and like some data stuff like you know who the fuck is like does any like what the hell do you do with a history major what the fuck do you do with a even like a physiology major or something like this is so insanely niche and if you just like realize that you don't want to do that you know for like even one little reason then you're like then you gotta like you know scrap together to get one of these other like cubicle jobs Mm -hmm. so then people are like working these jobs that they didn't they have no passion about and never wanted to get into and then all the jobs that are offered for recent graduates are all like 60 to 80 hours a week and you get like 20 bucks an hour. 
So you're literally like working like, you know, like the vast majority of your waking existence to be able to like barely pay rent and and like never have enough savings and never be able to escape that cycle. And on top of that, the government comes in and is like, yo, give me half of that. Give me half of that, boy. Give me half of that. Yes. And then we're just like, okay. Didn't we fight an entire fucking war over that shit? You know, taxes, the fucking Federal Reserve, <clears throat> there's a book called The Creature The Creature of Jekyll Island, I believe. And it talks about how the Federal Reserve System was made by these disgustingly rich bankers um, in the 19, early 1900, 1900s. And people are saying that it's not, the system is working how it's meant to work. It's not that it's a broken system. It's that it's working the way it was meant to work because it was established by people that want it to work exactly this way. I think to keep people fucking in invisible chains. It's not that slavery went away. It's that now you work in a cubicle that they know where you're going to be at for X amount of hours throughout the day, X amount of days throughout the week, and they're going to have this invisible invisible box around you that you can't step out of because you have to be there this yeah. amount of time yeah you know it's fucking horrendous bro. yeah horrendous yes yeah, so work from home helped a little bit with that just a little I mean, bit yeah but then it also has mega drawbacks yeah where I, then you start to stop feeling like a human the you no know, that's true like the socialization aspect you don't yeah you're trapped at home on a screen oh but like so the this is the world we're in people are on the internet half of their waking existence either with their job or distracting themselves from like they're at their job and they want to be numb from it so they want time to fly by you know so <laughs> then you're just what your death comes faster yeah so everybody's like a sheep they're all just told what to do so then you get some breadcrumbs so you have a roof over your head <sighs> and then but like and then you're you know the taxes get taken from you. You have zero yep. say of where they go, yep. and they they don't go to anything positive. It's all war and negative shit. That's and like I didn't even think about that part. Tax breaks to corporations that make the world more unhealthy for us. Mm -hmm. And so then, like now, there's fucking shit in our food that makes that affects our brain. We're like stuck in a cubicle for nine hours a day because we're told to. We're like mm. so you're like trapped in this cell all day. Then you gotta drive through LA traffic or whatever and fucking get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Ah, fuck shit. Unleash then, unleash some of that anger out to the fucking world yeah. on the freeway. Yeah, so like you have no time to work out and then like you are just sitting all day. You're like in these crazy like antagonistic positions, like you know, it's basically like when you're driving it feels so adversarial. So like these people on your on the road are your enemies, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. not your fellow man, and like, you know, so then like, your body feels like shit, and that makes you feel like shit. You don't know why, mm. and then you like have this totally unnatural existence, and you feel like shit, and there's nothing you can do about it, and so like if you're not meditating, you're not present, and you have no ability to be present, and you're just going through the ropes. You have no like personal identity to be like, this is wrong and I deserve more. So you have like zero ambition outside of what you yeah. are forced to do. So you're just living this grayed out life. And it's like quite desperation. Like 
you feel like shit, you're angry and depressed and stuff, but you can't deter you can't figure out where that's coming from. You don't mm. know it's because you sat all around all day. You don't mm. know it's because you're like an artificial lighting all day. Yeah. You don't know it's because your body needs exercise and your mind needs a break and all this stuff. Like you need good nutrition. You don't realize this. You just feel like shit. But then also you lack the ability to pinpoint like why you feel like shit, like in your yeah. body and stuff. So then like that emotion just becomes you. You're just you're living mm. that out. So like you like your body is all fucking curmudgeony and then your brain feels curmudgeony and then you express that to the world. Yeah. And that's like who you are and that's the energy you give off to other people. Yep. And, and then that's that's what the matrix <coughs> that's what the matrix wants to do. To, it wants to use you as a conduit to keep everything very in that nasty what's the word you use curmudgeony curmudgeony yeah what a great word it's a yeah. great fucking word like and you become a curmudgeon you become you become a fucking curmudgeonous yeah yeah a fucking yeah so everything. yeah and like you become fat and like lazy we got the most obese people in the fucking world yeah your body is like no please no but you just ignore it and just keep shoveling down hamburgers because you're addicted because your brain is literally hijacked and it's receiving so much dopamine from the shitty food that you know is killing you, but you're addicted and you're going to keep putting the needle in your arm and injecting, mm, yeah. even though you know it's getting you closer to your death. Yeah. But yeah, if you like are able to insert mindfulness and awareness into these different scenarios. Wake like, up. Yeah. So wake up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like literally like with your food, if you're fat, like I stopped eating fried food mm -hmm. because like we've eaten fried food our whole life. Yeah. And then you feel like shit after. I used but to that, always think real quick. And um, I used to think that after you ate, you were supposed to feel like shit mm. for the longest. That's like literally, dude, I swear. If you eat 80% plus of the stuff that's in a supermarket, it'll make you feel like shit. Yeah. hundred percent. So I always used to think like. Even, sorry to cut you off. Even uh, like chips and stuff from Trader Joe's, like Trader Joe's snacks, Trader Joe's pita, even like. <laughs> these things like that like they do make me feel like shit yeah and i like what you know i try to like if you eat a handful of chips it'll make you feel like a tiny bit like shit for a little bit and then it goes away so you like yeah gotta balance it out uh -huh. but like if you just turn off the sensors in your brain where you even recognize that you feel like shit so you just like yeah you just take it for granted that you feel like shit and you're yeah. like, I want to eat the fried food because it tastes good. <sighs> and then for the rest of the day, you're just like, oh, I watch TV anyways. So, like, I'm putting all my awareness on other stuff. So, I'm not yeah. like focusing on Ooh, how I feel. That's a good point, bro. Yeah, you're just like. You're putting your awareness out outward to kind of, like, escape this nasty yeah, feeling. all escapism. Yeah. Bro, the escapism industry, bro, entertainment. Pornhub, like Netflix, oh, YouTube. Yeah. All these things are just wanting to pull your focus because it's monetized. Your your focus and your eyes are monetized. How many eyes are put on a certain video becomes X amount of dollars becomes mm -hmm. it's all this nasty kerfunkle. Yeah. Of like it and and re relating it back to what we were saying, like being mindful, being aware is going to make you aware of this nasty fucking set up industry that we've found ourselves in and wanting to unplug from it like why are you going to be mindful and sit in a fucking garbage can why are you going to be mindful and like be in a in a landfill and it stink and it 
feel nasty on your body and all that shit is around you. If you're going to become mindful and aware, I guess one route is that you can sit in it and know that you're untouchable and that you're going to be fine no matter what. Or the second option can be, I'm going to make my surrounding an extension of how I want to feel. I'm going to clean my environment. I'm going to clean my body. I'm going to clean my mind. I'm going to clean my breath. I'm going to make things feel good because that's how I want to feel. That's how I want to be. And I want to share that feeling with the world. Mm -hmm. I want to go out and I want to make a difference. I want to be a little fucking pillar of light for people to come to and be like, oh, this person feels feels like a breath of fresh air. This person feels like a... Uh, like a non-NPC. This person feels like a person. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is what that is what is the opposite of what the energy of the world is shifting you towards. The energy of the world is putting you in there in that fucking cubicle in that box. Mm -hmm. They want you to be a cog. They want you to be a cog in the wheel. Exactly that. Yeah. And waking up, people are like, oh, like, you know, why does like everyone become like why is it that hippies are like hug trees and love each other and all this stuff? It's like, yes, just do it in your own way. You don't have to hug a tree if you don't feel like hugging a tree. You can just go and hug your fucking aunt and tell her you love her. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> that is a real, that's real gangster shit right there. Yeah. Like real, the real way to overcome oppression is to wake up, become spiritually and become spiritually rich and then share that positive feeling with everyone around you as often as you can. You know, that's mm-hmm. I feel like that's how you really raise up out of oppression. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Definitely this, could go around some more. This episode has been fire, by the way. I know, yeah. It's been a good one. Yeah. I think we could make it two make it into two episodes. I think so too, man. How long have we been going? Should I check? Um, sure. Right. I don't know. It'll show. Oh, yeah, it's not. Ah, whatever, fuck it. I feel like we'll wrap up soon. Okay, cool. Um, You want to get tacos after? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be lit. I was going to say something else too, but I guess just like... Cog in the wheel. Yeah, like we're all... up. Yeah, we're all in the matrix and like... It really is that, bro. Yeah, for sure. It really is. But it takes daily, basically like daily practices. Like mindfulness is a daily... Like it consists of daily practices. Like you don't just get to being more enlightened or whatever, like by accident. Like, yeah, not by accident and not just because like you're uh like it's not a phase. Like, you know, lots of core power bitches, they're like, Oh, I'm like so spiritual and fucking crystals and stuff. But like it's not even they're not even more spiritual. They just look at spiritual TikToks more. And then they just like want to be that and they're like a poser and shit. Yeah. I always say like, let one of these people experience like a breakup and then let me see how you navigate that. Yeah. And then we'll see how spiritual you are. Or let's see how you deal with passing a cyclist on a road. That's (laughs) the ultimate test because most people are fucking total assholes. Yo, if you want to talk about road rage and shit, try try riding a bike, especially in L.A. God, bro. No, dude. In LA, bro? Dude, so like when the whole uh, like stop Asian hate thing happened, I had this realization. I was like, I've been victim of more hate crimes and more (laughs) just hate in general, I guarantee, than any Asian person 
like in america or just yeah. like the average asian person like people have fucking thrown shit at me and my friends while riding as kids mm, as yeah you're a fucking kids. cyclist yeah yeah and i was doing this shit when i was 13 14 and people would be throwing like water bottles at us fucking cussing us out flipping us off like yelling at us and like screeching by like yeah fucking about to hit us and shit like crazy crazy totally uncalled for shit like <laughs> but what's funny is that you don't see like people going like stop bicyclists hate like yeah no way bro everybody hates cyclists <laughs> even like hyper liberal hippie people they all mm -hmm. hate cyclists yeah like you know i've met lots of people and i've told them that i'm cyclist so like oh are you the type to like be in the way and like fucking do this and stuff whenever somebody says that you first, know exactly like yeah i used to be like no i'm one of the good ones now these days i'm like oh when are you one of the asshole drivers that's like almost kills a cyclist just to save two seconds of your day Oh, that's a good response. And they're all like, me, me. You're, you're shining. You're basically shining a mirror on like, oh, are you someone that harbors hate for no reason on the road? Yeah. Are you seeing other people as your adversary? I love how you said exactly. that. And the point that they brought up, I tell them I'm a cyclist. I don't start complaining about all the drivers out there. The second I tell them that I'm a cyclist, they start complaining about how much they hate cyclists. Damn, dude. I've never even thought about that. Because yeah. you know what? People just hate on them, yeah. Dude, cyclist hate and is out the... It, bro, so many cyclists get hit by cars and get killed in America. I think I think a big, at least in LA, I think a big reason why there's so much cyclist hate is because people are so impatient while they're driving. Yeah. They need to get to from point A to point B. Bro, people don't even stop at stop signs in Beverly Hills. Yeah, not they just here either. They just plow through. Yeah, and, I and then fucking beep at that. Bro, and then like at elementary schools, literally in that neighborhood, people are still flying by. I saw a fucking kid and walking a dog and like a family almost get plowed, and then the person stops in the middle of the intersection. Then this person couldn't go because it was blocking, mm -hmm. and they started honking, and then this person started honk <laughs> honking, and I was like what the where where are they supposed to go yeah. there's a person walking across the street this person went when they weren't supposed to but why are you honking i know wait for them to walk wait for them to go then you go yeah dude that's the thing two of the biggest challenges for being mindful and stuff because when you're practicing mindfulness you're supposed to be like i fucking love the human race like you're my fellow man like you know you gotta like treat everyone like we're one and stuff mm-hmm but when you get in a city that's overpopulated yeah. and when there are way too many fucking cars yeah, and people suck at driving stuff, you just get this like terrible situation where like mm -hmm. you just hate everybody around you. And, it's like, yeah. the only time you see people in LA, like people don't walk on the sidewalks, you know, like mm -hmm. shit is too far apart. Everything's too industrial and highways and like pedestrian mega unfriendly. <laughs> so like the only way to get around is by car. So, like, there's just, like, in seas of cars everywhere. So, like, you don't walk past a human. You just drive past them. And then when you do mm. see a person, like, in the neighborhood I live in, people fucking cross the street to get on the opposite sidewalk from you. They don't want to make eye contact with you. Yeah. Like, when you, go, when you go hiking, that's the main place where you're supposed to say hello to your fellow hikers. You pass, like, literally on this tight-ass trail, you walk right past them. Yeah. There are plenty of people that do say hello at hiking trails in L.A., but there are still mega plenty of people that do not. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you go into downtown Santa Monica, 
walk past somebody on the sidewalk and say hi to them, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they're not going to say shit to you. Yeah. No one is going to say hello to you back. Mm-hmm. Even on the hiking trail, you say hello, people just ignore you or they look at you and they don't say a word. I'm like, are you fucking retarded? Like, <laughs> does your brain not work? Are you like literally that like socially inept? I think that is LA in a nutshell. Because you go to Salt Lake City where I just fucking came from, people are genuinely just a lot more friendly to their fellow men, as you said. Yeah. They're there and they're actually there. They're not somewhere else. Like... I'm not saying it's more mindful or anything, but I'm just saying that like they devote more of their energy toward connecting outward yeah. to another person. It feels it feels good. Like, it does, uh, dude. N- number one, what is it called? Number one, um, marker, I guess, for like a healthy long life for longevity, mm-hmm. um, social connections. Yeah. Number one in a study done by Harvard over three generations of people. What help people live longer? What help people live happier? What help people live better lives? Social connection, good mm-hmm. friends, good circles of people that you can trust, that you can be yourself in. Yeah. That is the number one marker for happiness, longevity, well-being. Yeah. You know, and in LA it's so separated, but people are like I still have friends. It's just like it's just those friends. I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool, but wouldn't you like to live in a world where like Dude, you just become friends with your yoga teacher and start a podcast with them. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh my god, I almost forgot about that. That's like, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, people are just. This happens in lots of other cities too. Like, my brothers complained about this living in Germany that like Germans are clicky and not interested in making new friends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not interested in making new friends. I was about but... to say that sometimes we're we're like headphones and hood on. Yeah, and then you know that's your sign to like. Okay, that person wants to just be left alone. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know? But like, you know, you can definitely have your alone time. But like, in general, I think like, you know, when you go out somewhere, like, it should be totally fine to strike up a conversation with a stranger in certain situations. Like, if you're at a bar, if you're on a hike passing somebody, like, if you're sharing some sort of experience, like if you're in a similar tour like, group, like in a Benihana and you're sitting next to a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just talk and like chill or like, you know. And it doesn't have to be something extravagant. Like <clears throat> you don't have to like blow their fucking socks off with yeah. like, you know, we're cogs in a wheel. Like, yeah. you know, like, you're like, how's your day going? Yeah, just friendly. Dude, some people say they don't like small talk. I actually enjoy the humanness of. I enjoy the human aspect of just conversing with somebody. And if they start lighting up over like the Lakers or the Dodgers or something like that, mm-hmm. I'll listen because they're happy. They're they're getting like, they're firing off like on different cylinders when you're asking them just like simple questions. Yeah. No, just listen. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This person's getting happy off of that. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, but when it's small talk and lying, like that is different. Where you're just saying shit just to say shit, yeah, yeah. that's different. Yeah. But when it's like, oh, the fucking Dodgers, they they signed Otani. Are are you gonna go to games? Like, I'm so excited for something. Like, fuck yeah, yeah. Like, I think I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll be tight. I, yeah. I I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. yeah. One more thing I was gonna say, but I forget what it was. But I think it'll come back. Um. Oh yeah, I remember I was. I was dating somebody, and she was a lot younger than me, bro. I'm not going to lie. I was 25. She was 18. Dang. And 
super hot, hot. I'm, I'll just say it's super hot bang, really great hookup. Her and I got pretty close actually. Like we knew it was just physical hookup, but we started actually like vibing and I started taking her out more and like we would hang out. It was, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And we went to, um, what's the Canyon up in, um, Tabasco in Palisades. Mm -hmm. We went to Tabasco and she was like showing me the, the hike for the first time. That's the first time I'd ever gone there. Mm -hmm. And we were just vibing talking. It was good. And then like, there's this old lady, we were walking down and she was coming up and like, we didn't really talk to too many people. We said like, hello to a few people like, oh, here you go. And they're like, oh, thank you. Like, oh, yeah. excuse me. Like that kind of stuff. Like, you yeah, know, my wife. <laughs> dude, that's such a good analogy. Like you wouldn't do that to a hiker. Hell no. Why would you do that on the road? Yeah. You know, that's a good fucking analogy. Or at the farmer's market. People always get in your way at the farmer's market. Yeah. You know, and hello people are like slow and shit. But you're not and, be like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to get some fucking apples. <laughs> but like, what are the people on the road for? Especially if you're on the road at like 10 a.m. on a weekday. Like, all right, clearly you don't have a job you got to be at. Like, what the fuck is your hurry? Yeah. Are people like on the road, like when there's traffic on a weekend, like it's a fucking weekend. We're all about to just do some shit just to pass the time. Like stop being a fucking dick out here. Yeah. What is it? Impatience? Separation? You being in, in a car that seems that it's separating you from the outside yeah. world and them being in a car. Yeah. Just that illusion that they're not like you don't you don't if you see only the back of their car, you don't know who's driving it. Mm -hmm. I always feel bad when someone honks at a person for going slow and then you go around them and then it's like some old ass lady. It's an old ass lady and you like, don't give a fuck. They're and, like fuck you old lady. Yeah, they're like fuck you old lady. Like people are like people are like going crazy. I'm like, yeah. bro, when you're eighty you're not going to be going 80. <laughs> yeah. You're just not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like real quick, uh, the girl, like the old lady, she was walking up and we were walking down and you know, she's 18. She's uh, honestly, she was pretty shy at the time. She might be pretty shy still. Um, and then like the old lady was like, she's like, hello there. Good morning. Or no, she just goes, hello there. And I go, hi. And then, uh the girl that was in front of me she's she just like locks up and then she we walked by her and she just turns around and looks at me with this face of like like she was like scared i'm like i'm like you can you can do it you can say hey mm -hmm. you can say all you have to do is just say hi yeah that's all you have to do and like she had this just a look on her face where it was like really funny i also will say i think the pandemic put up social barriers and i think they're slowly dissipating I, I, I feel like I think people are relearning how to interact with each other. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not learning how we interacted with each other back then. It's learning how we're interacting from this new from this new place and where the human psyche is now at, where the human consciousness has now gone to. We're learning how to interact from that place. And I think people are learning at different rates. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, dude, the pandemic was definitely a bummer in terms of, like, how people would react around you in certain cases. Like, you know, it's a shitty feeling when somebody is honking at you in traffic and cusses you out or whatever. It's another type of shitty feeling when, like, this would happen on hikes, but <laughs> definitely, like, in the city and stuff. Like, you, like, start walking past somebody, they see you coming, and they're like, like oh, fuck. Mm. They, like, forget their mask, and they're like you know like fucking this to you and stuff and they're like 
getting out of your, your way and they're like because oh, that well. that that does create like a mental it does create something in it just creates a little bit of separation between you and your how you said it your fellow man yeah it creates a barrier you're like what the fuck like yeah that's totally unnecessary and you're just like just yeah you're like what the fuck like it feels like <laughs> people are what the fuck? yeah like it it feels like it's a um it exemplifies people's like selfishness mm. you know like they care more about they're just like so paranoid about getting sick yeah and like they're their number one priority by so much that they'll like go so out of the way to act like it like they'll look totally ridiculous in front of somebody else just because they're like paranoid about like something that wasn't even slightly negative happening to them yeah and now that we look back on it, bro, how ridiculous, how absolutely insane did we handle, like, mask on even outside, mask on in yoga, in yeah. hot yoga. Dude, mask with hot Dude, yoga? Oh, my. Suck. <laughs> I know. Shit. And then if someone had, like, their nose out, people would be like, <laughs> her nose. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not, a, I'm not your doctor. I'm not your fucking uh i'm not your leader i'm not your like people you showed up you made a conscious decision to show up to yoga mm -hmm. and if you're gonna show up and go outside of your home and come to a class you know what you're getting into yeah and putting a little fucking wet mask on your face probably isn't even gonna do much no it's not gonna do shit it's not gonna do anything bro it's probably just gonna make it's probably gonna there's more probably more cons than pros 100 percent breathing fucked up wet air and this weird shit there's this one instructor bro his name was chris jackson and he was a fucking solid ass instructor bro he was so good and he got fired because he kept trying to get core power to send him one article that supports that that supports having a wet mask on does more pros and cons yeah and they couldn't they couldn't find him a single one and then they fired him yeah and then a month later they removed the mask the the fucking ban on going inside with the a mask on or whatever the fuck they lifted it up and i was like 30 days made a difference between taking off a mask and not and yeah. firing this man over fucking just him wanting to see like you know he was fighting the uphill battle again yeah. he was he was a he was fighting a everyone was a cog in the wheel of that that fucking Everyone became a, like, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a Trump supporter, you're a supremacist, you're fucking this. If you're like, it became all these things. Yeah. And that if you even went slightly, slightly in a different direction, you were seen as public enemy number one. Mm -hmm. You were seen as the absolute fucking worst scum they of the earth. This day. Yeah. There's even doctors that still are tweeting out, like, even if the vaccine does more negative than positive, my heart was in the right place when I made the decision. Therefore... I'll die in on this hill. It's like, why can't you just admit you were wrong? Mm -hmm. And why can't we just start to fucking like try to become friends? Yeah. Well, that's one. That's another symptom of lack of self awareness is like never admitting that you're wrong and yeah. Trying. But like, um, literally with the mask thing, we should have a episode on the pandemic too. That'd be post, cool. Post pandemic reflections. Yeah. But uh, post bro, 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 demic. Yeah. But I'm gonna freaking dude. I'm gonna say this right here. I'm gonna announce it, bro. For the longest time, 
I never admitted it. Are you coming out? But I'm coming out as an anti-masker. Yes! I've, I've always been an anti-masker. I was lying to myself for <laughs> part. And I'd be like polite and have a mask on for certain people and certain friends. And in certain situations, it made me feel more comfortable like on a plane. Like during the height of the pandemic. I don't know if it actually ever made a difference. But... You know, if you're like in a mega crowded situation, like the masks definitely made me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like masks for the fucking assholes that cough everywhere and shit. Like, you won't catch me not wearing a mask and be like, yeah, or fucking sneezing everywhere. You, you and shit, or I think every single time, if you've been watching the video, every cough into the fucking yeah. sweater. Yeah, cover your cough. Yeah, don't just blast it out into the ether. Yeah, so like that, masks are better for that situation, it seems like, but. I hate masks because they impede your breathing. Mm -hmm. That's anti-breath work from what we're talking <laughs> about. Dude, I bet, bro, people spent the last three years breathing through a mask more than not. You know what I mean? Literally, people at my office still wear a mask or, like, are just stopping. Like, the final few people are just stopping to wear their masks. But they went the last three years masked up all day, nonstop. Oh. You know what I mean? There are still hella service workers in LA that are masked up all day. I understand where they're coming from because, like, they interact with a lot of people. But I think it's really, like, you just, when you have a mask, you don't spread the shit that you have. It doesn't protect you. Yeah. If anything. So, yeah. like, um. Yeah, when I went to UCLA, bro, I was absolutely fucking confuzzled when I walked in and i saw how many people were still wearing masks in 2022 dude i was like it's almost what? 2024 people are still wearing masks yeah i was like damn bro like you know to each their own and whatever helps you feel better but also you have to be honest about where are you coming from this and most often than not it's a fear mongering thing that's keeping you going mm -hmm. and if you let fear dictate your life you're just another cog yeah or people you know? are just doing it because <coughs> social pressure from other people dude that's another fair point bro I had so many friends get the vaccine, not because they wanted to, but because they didn't want to be that one friend who didn't get it. Well, I had to get it, and if I didn't, I would have gotten fired from my job. Yeah, my mom had to get it, and she got she was going to get fired from her job. Yeah. But she only got one. And then my brother, the same thing. My brother, my brother got a religious exemption for Berkeley, and Berkeley was just like, nah, you're getting it. And then he was going to fight it again and be like, they're, they're going against my religious beliefs and shit like that. But he's like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I have to go off too much on that tangent. But like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just in general, like, I'm an anti-masker because, yeah, for one, it impedes your breathing and that. And I always hated having a mask. Like, I'd be the type to, like, you know, like, if people weren't looking, I'd, like, sneak some few breaths out through my nose and shit. And the second, <laughs> the second I step out, so I, like, rip that shit off my face. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I, I felt, hated wearing a mask. It felt, I mean, bro. So uncomfortable. What they got everybody to do was put on a muzzle, mm. walk around with a fucking muzzle on your face. Yeah, dude. Restrict your airflow, make you feel like you're constricted. Yeah, bro. Literally, it makes it so you walk around with like no face, and a face is like how you connect to a human. Like you see it, someone's like soul through their face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You connect with a human through their face, mm -hmm. like their facial expressions, their eyes. Yeah. their mouth movements and everything like, i mean that was a weird part about the pandemic is that people were like smiling at you with their eyes or like yeah. like underneath their foot yeah, yeah stupid but yeah so like 
that impedes like human connection and it makes you feel even farther apart from your fellow man to go a step further bro your electromagnetic frequency that you emit via your heart been measured so many times in so many different studies you have a frequency that you emit with your heart your heart's pumping electricity your heart's pumping blood you're a magnetic being you have water you have, you have electricity you have all this shit you have miles of fucking intestines in you mm -hmm. <clears throat> um your emf is measured six feet in front six feet to the back six feet in all directions how far did we have to be apart from each other during the pandemic six feet six feet Bro, apart i was on ucla campus again today because i went to the gym like grad so the gym i went to today is the main gym that has the sauna the gym i typically go to does not have the sauna otherwise i'd be in that bitch all the time yeah so you got to go to like the main camp the main gym on campus so i like parked my car off campus and took park for free and walked on mm -hmm. um during the pandemic they like plastered these circle things in different areas where there'd be lines. It was like stay six feet apart, Bruins, like be safe, yeah. be safe, Bruins, whatever. But I didn't realize until now, they literally like put that shit permanently on the ground. Really? Yeah, it doesn't come off. It's like, it's like heavy paint. Like, you know, like when you paint the road, it's like thick paint and stuff that doesn't come off. Like that's what yeah. they did. That shit's there to stay. I would, I would, I know it wouldn't happen because college campuses are so liberal, but I would be <clears throat> of the minority who would say like, hey, can we like paint over that? It's like something symbolic of how we used to be in the past and how fear really ran our brains. And I don't think we should be living in, I don't think we should, I think we should honor what we went through, but having that be seen every single time we go into the gym i think impedes the human growth that we're trying to all make yeah dude it's not even on the gym it's literally on, on bruin the walk oh no on, way on bruin walk what the fuck that's in even front worse. of Ollie pavilion it's even fucking worse where you go to get into basketball shit like where every student walks to class every day and they and they're, they're looking the down they're like in front of the basketball stadium so every guest on campus sees that everybody sees it every day on campus i mean yeah. dude to this day i if you go on a college campus like ucla or uc berkeley in the middle of the day like i would say a cool 15 percent of students are masked up to this mm -hmm. day yeah uh, in the final days of 2023 <laughs> the pandemic started more than three and a half years ago yeah and we realized masks didn't do shit three years ago bro I don't look at the news how do i have access to this information and these other fucking motherfuckers well, don't i think it's that they watch the news and they're being told to do something a certain way so crazy again waking up mindfulness all this shit makes you aware of how much bro i hate Bullshit to say it out there. I, yeah i hate to say it but how much fake fucking propaganda is out there you know that other countries i think it's russia no it's not russia it's germany i think germany has a a course that they teach to all their high schoolers all their high schoolers right now or at least some of them i know for sure some of them um <clears throat> they teach them they have a course called american propaganda interesting they have a an actual fucking course that teaches them about all the propaganda that americans are absolutely hammered with yeah dude there's propaganda in this room 
most food has propaganda on it. Oh, it's true. I mean, like, bird. I put my food in plastic bags. That shit's probably not good. <laughs> but there's like on each box, there's like a description of how great the product is, yeah. or how great all their other products are. Buy more of our stuff. Buy yeah. more of our stuff. And even like you know my supplements, I don't fully believe in them. You know, like I, you, there's no way, unless you send it to a lab to see if the percentage of the different vitamins or what they say they are, if the ingredients are. Nobody regulates it. Mm-hmm. Most of the shit is fucked up. But yeah. like, I still take it. You know, because like maybe I hope to get like a sliver of the, the benefits. Yeah. But yeah, like you don't know. There's. Yeah, you just get bombarded with misinformation and people are trying to make you think a certain way. And, yeah. And it definitely takes lots of, like... Awareness. Yeah, lots of awareness and lots of practicing that awareness to, like, some feel like some semblance of, like, personal freedom and individuality and, like, having, you know, like, a greater sense of purpose. Like, you're on this earth to, like, enjoy it more than just sitting in your car yelling at people and sitting in your cubicle yeah. and shit like you know because i'm at a point now where i'm going to my cubicle like every second i'm in that motherfucker i want to get out <laughs> you know yeah you're dude you're like the definition of freedom you go <clears throat> on road trips on the weekends you go out into the mountains you sit and sunbathe like you're always wanting to be outside you know like that yeah i could dude if i saw you in a cubicle i'd fucking I'd be confused. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in there? Dude, that's how it's been. Bro, I've been working. I pay this this upcoming year will be the sixth year I pay taxes. Really? Damn, for that long? Yeah. Shit. And I've been paying taxes taxes for like four or three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm literally twenty four. Yeah. I'm twenty six. <laughs> but those are all from cubicle jobs. Damn. Except my first job was in a coffee shop, but that was only for a summer and Ever since then, it's all cubicle jobs. Damn. That's kind of a vibe, though. Did you like being in a coffee shop? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's I mean, chill. I don't 100% hate a cubicle job. Like, you know, there are definitely some perks of being a sheep. Like, <laughs> if you... Stability. Like, yeah. Like, I got my money straight. Like, yeah. I got a stable income. So I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then that I'm able to, like... Because I don't have to worry about money, I'm able to spend more of my mental bandwidth like improving myself mm -hmm. trying to be introspective yeah and like trying to like just think about the universe and shit as opposed to like how i'm gonna get like how i pay rent and stuff yeah so like having the financial stability and stuff and like having the nine to five can help with that but it's just a conundrum like at the end of the day like we're kind of all slaves to like this capitalist system like we can't escape it like maybe if this fucking podcast takes off like hopefully like we'll be able to be making money like on our own and stuff be like our own bosses no. that's so hard and it takes so long and like and we'll see we'll see what happens at the same time like we have things going on <coughs> i also think it's a it's a mindset type of thing so like what you're doing ultimately that will not dictate whether or not you're happy or not your mindset and approach to what you're doing is going to have a lot more of a weigh-in as to whether or not you're going to be uh, a mindful person if you're going to be um, practicing gratitude if you're going to there's all these other ways besides just career to 
have autonomy in your life to be free mm -hmm. you know your mindset and your approach to stuff is going to matter just as much as the stuff you do true you know yeah um on that note i am really hungry if you want to if you want to yeah. start wrapping it up free ourselves from the hunger yeah <laughs> yeah liberation that sounds pretty good i'll probably break this into two eps cool seems like we we covered a good amount oh it yeah. seems like yeah the second half was kind of like that the second half started when we started talking about meditation, I feel like. Yeah. Because when we started talking about meditation, we also started talking about, like, individuality and, like, the actual, like, mindfulness in today's society. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful topic that we that we touched yeah. on right there, too. Yeah. I mean, to wrap it up, kind of to tie it all together, I feel like there's lots of things in this world that, like, aren't ideal you know, in terms of like meeting our expectations that aren't necessarily realistic. But um, in any situation you find yourself, like if you're in a busy city where people treat each other like shit, or if you're in the middle of nowhere and you feel lonely or something, or like if you're in prison or if you're in like a cold ass environment or if you're in the desert or something, like you might be in these situations that seem like shit, but mindfulness like helps like, get you past that feeling helps you like focus on gratitude way more and like even if the external circumstances are uncomfortable there's still like so much you can cherish in every moment and it, it there's a saying in india and i think it's i keep saying it that way but it's a saying everywhere mm -hmm. the way the person who tastes the soup understands if it needs salt and the same way understand where in your life you might need a little bit more salt where you might be over fucking saturated and getting like hella sodium and that's only gonna be that's only gonna you're only gonna understand that when you go and actually taste it when you actually practice meditation when you actually do the breath work when you go to yoga when you become aware of your body when you do body scans when you do things that are healthy for you and then you're tasting the own soup of your life and you're gonna understand where you need more salt we're going to need less salt. Where are you like, when you're driving, are you really tense? When you start meditating and being mindful of your body, you're going to realize it and be like, holy shit. Oh my God. I've been driving with shoulders in my ears for like an hour, mm -hmm. you know, and I tend to do that. That's why I brought that one up, you know, and it won't make you, <clears throat> it won't make you like absolutely perfect. There's people that spend their entire lives doing this and, you know, they become good at it over X amount of years. But that doesn't mean that it isn't going to serve you right away. And it's not going to make everything perfect, but it'll make it like as if you have a bit more autonomy in your life. You have a bit more freedom. You have a bit more wiggle room in your mind to kind of navigate your way out of sticky situations. So it's not going to be an end-all be-all. It's just a, a tool to help you navigate, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. The beauty of all these like mindfulness practices we brought up today too is literally you can do all of them for free. You don't need anything early. YouTube. And, yeah, and like there's so many, all these benefits of personal autonomy and individuality and finding this freedom. Like you find freedom in your mind. You find freedom in your body with your, you know, and your flexibility and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And um, it all takes place. Like you can, you know, like do breath work on the go. You can do it while you're driving. True. You know, meditation, like the purest form is sitting there in silence with your eyes closed. Actually, I was going to say earlier, this is really quick, but a lot of people are like, oh, running is my meditation. 
or like fucking swimming is my meditation. Like that's not meditation. <laughs> that's something that like you can have meditative aspects and stuff and it can calm you down and it has lots of benefits for your brain and your mind and your emotions and all that stuff. But it's not actually meditation. Like meditation is when you're like shutting off the default mode network in your brain, which mm. like is where your ego is and everything. And like, you know, like yeah. kind of your, like your, that's where like the cockpit is of your brain kind of. Yeah. So mm. like you're shutting that down. When you do that, you open up new connections in your brain. So like different parts of your brain start interacting with each other and they start firing up because like you lower the barriers to that. And then when that happens, it's kind of like new grooves in your brain are being created, which is what neuroplasticity is. Mm -hmm. So like meditation kind of wipes away all this old crappy shit in your brain. You know, like if it's like a ski slope. Yeah. You know, it's like the, if it hasn't snowed in a while, it's like the snow is all icy and fucked up and shit. And there's like people have their paths like marked out and the snow isn't good. But if it's like it's like the same as a fresh powder. Yeah. All the tracks are all covered up and you can just go anywhere you want. And mm -hmm. it's like super flowy and effortless. And, and, I, then, and I was just going to say like, and those grooves become permanent in your brain. Yeah. You could rewire where you want the grooves to actually be in. Yeah. I will say too, like how you touched on that isn't meditation. It might have meditative, like you said, meditative traits to them. Mm -hmm. And it might be that you're not thinking anymore and you're more present. Um, yeah, it might be that you're not thinking anymore and you're more present. That's an important aspect to conjure up in your life. However, what Jason is saying and which I agree to is that like the meditative aspects that you get there, <clears throat> you don't want to just leave and then be like back in your fucking, in your own mind, ping ponging a fucking mm -hmm. idea around like, yeah sitting with a thought sitting with yourself is a very important aspect to have in your life even if like you meditate sometimes like people meditate on a walk and they're really present with what their body's doing in a very subtle way or maybe they meditate in a shower like just trying to still the body there's so many absolutely positive benefits to being still being still is one of the most potent medicines there is out there. Mm -hmm. Whenever I find myself running too quickly or doing shit or blah, 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 being still is one of the hardest things for me to do, but it's one of the most important things to do by far. Yeah. And like everything that we share and we speak of comes through being on both ends of the spectrum, being fucking absolutely erratic and being absolutely mindful and calm. And like having been on both sides makes it so that I mean, a bunch of people can attest to this. Like, it becomes authentic because you and you lived it. We're not just telling stuff that like we read in a book. I'm sure Jason and I can go off about like what we've been through in our lives, and we touched a little bit on it. We we touched a little bit on it, like in the beginning, what got us into yoga and whatnot. Um, but dude, whatever's gonna help you at the end of the day, whatever your whatever your yoga is, whatever your meditations are. As long as they're benef beneficiary to you, that's what matters the most. But I would dabble with like, there's a reason why these ancient practices survive the decades and the fucking millennial millennials and all that shit. Like, mm -hmm. there's a reason they they withstood the test of time because they're so they're they're timeless. Yeah. They're they're amazing. Yeah. But just find whatever your yoga is gonna be and whatever your mindfulness 
um, seeps into your life through, I would say. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, and do it right. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about it, yeah. yeah. Be intentional about it for sure. Yeah. All right. <sighs> All right, on that note, that was fucking another classic pod in the books. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Let's go. All right. See y'all. Peace out. Be, be smooth. Or yeah, yeah. Someone told me that in uh, in Salt Lake. He was like, "All right, y'all be smooth," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, bro. Oh.